Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we talk about Blizzard Entertainment and its many games. I'm Matt, I'm the host, and with me this week is my fantastic co-host, Anne Stickney. Anne, what have you been up to this week? Um, a little bit of this and that and everything else. I'm, I, I, I need to apologize in advance for this episode because I think I came down with a cold or something, so I'm kind of like, I am here, I am cognizant, I might babble a little bit. <laughs> You know, it's it's weird. I feel like I'm getting one too. Like my throat's real scratchy, and I haven't been going out much. Like the the biggest socialization I've had this week, besides hanging out with my wife because it was her birthday, yeah. was uh, doing doing Happy the uh, raid last wife. night. Thank you. She's it wasn't as good as we wanted. Stuff stuff went Aww. bad. She got sick. You know how it is. Getting sick on your birthday is never good. But no, we were, we. Were, we were talking about it, and we were talking about like uh, doing raiding last night, and I realized that was the most socialization we've done with anybody this week. It was like that that was me seeing people. So yeah, hey, hey Alduar. Not Alduar, Oldum. Oldum. That's not Oldum. Is it Oldum? Oldier. Oldier. My God, so many olds. <laughs> there's so many. World of Warcraft least, old. There's like there's like three more of them that we haven't discovered yeah. <laughs> according to that statue. So that's great. But yeah, um I have taken my dad to numerous doctor's appointments over the past week and a half so I'm kind of terrified that I picked up something from somewhere um I don't know I'm, I'm all right but uh as far as what I've been up to in game not a lot I mean I've been playing the horde alt and I'm I think I'm about like three quarters of the way through Zoldazar right now um I finished Nazmir but I'm about three quarters of the way through Zoldazar and stuff is happening Things are hitting other things, and it's all really fascinating, and I just want to kind of get back to it and start playing it again, but I haven't had the opportunity to do that just yet, so I don't know. Maybe when I'm done editing the show today, I can hop in and finish that up, because, yeah, um, my Horde alt is, I think I just hit, like, 115, um, like, halfway to 116 or something like that. Um, Cruising right along. Probably would be farther along if uh, if I didn't have like other real world distractions to keep me from things, but it's all right. <laughs> um, on my main on Alliance side, I've been really I don't I don't know about you, but I've been really into island expeditions, and I'm not sure why. Um, it's not like there's a lot that you can get from those, but I've been kind of like running those almost nonstop. Have you been running them? Not as much. I ran them a lot when they first came out, but I've kind of I sort of burned out on them, and I'm much more into Warfront type stuff. Like I do the Warfront stuff when it's up, and I do the gathering stuff and go in and do all the rares when when we have it, sort of thing. Uh, Warfronts I've, have become my my side thing. 
yeah, I do like the Warfronts, and um, I have officially hit Exalted with everybody. Like, I hit Exalted with the Turtle people, the Tortolan. So, um, I find very little reason to do world quests now, which is weird. Um, because I was doing world quests right along, even after I maxed out Exalted with any of the particular factions, just because the stuff that you could get was good. And I, it's, I don't know. I, I expected that when I hit Exalted, all of those reputation rewards would go away and be replaced by something else that had value. Oh, no. 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 They aren't. No. So when I... It's kind of funny, actually, because while I was grinding the rep, I was looking for those missions and those world quests that had reputation rewards, and it they were few and far between. But now that I am exalted with everyone, that's all that seems to be out there. <laughs> So yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of confused. I'm like, you would think that once you dinged Exalted or whatever, it would say, okay, well, since they are Exalted, we won't give them this reputation reward. We'll give them gold or Azerite or whatever, right? Not the case. It's weird. Yeah, that, that would make sense, but that's not how it happens. It just, it feels like a weird oversight. Like somebody should have thought of that and gone, huh, maybe we should like throw a different reward out there if they've hit Exalted. I mean, I know that they're introducing Paragon Rep in 8.1, so I'm not, like, too pressed about it or anything. It's just, I took a while to get Exalted. There are people who were Exalted with these factions, like, two weeks after the game came out. And I'm like, what are, what have these guys been doing all this time? Like, what have you guys been doing all this time? Email us and let us know. <laughs> yeah, seriously, if you have a comment, let us know what you've been doing this whole time. I'm just, so. I, I'm, I'm curious. And, I mean, I've been doing other stuff with that character. Uh, I've been trying to level professions, but only kind of like half trying to level professions because they just aren't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. They just aren't that interesting to me this time around. No, I feel like they preserved the... Uh the stuff from Legion that made me not like professions is still kind of there. It, it's not as aggressive, but it's still not my thing. It's not as I aggressive. Just... And I appreciate the whole split thing that they did where like each expansion has its own set of recipes and its own little bar. Oh yeah. That's all cool. That. You, can just start, you can just start immediately. Yeah, right. That's cool. Right. And I appreciate that. And I think that's pretty cool. It's just that none of the recipes for jewel crafting or for engineering have really caught my eye in a way where I went, oh yeah, I gotta go make these things. Most of the time it's, I look at the recipes that are there and I look at what I have to gather to do those recipes and I go, I really don't feel like putting in the effort to do that. <laughs> and that might just be me because like I said, my time has been kind of limited and, and split apart and, and broken few and far between. I'm not playing like the ideal game experience right now. I'm playing the play when I when I have the hours that I can play kind of a thing. So my experience is probably different than other people's experiences and I'm sure there are people who barreled through the professions with no problem. Um, I just, I, I don't know. It, it hasn't really, nothing in there really stuck with me. And there's new goggles. I know there's new goggles and I thought about making those but then I was like, well, by the time I get the materials together to make those, I'm already going to have something better than those. And I do, because I did. So it's like, well, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, I, I took engineering back in uh, Legion so I could get the goggles that you know they made, the ones with the gun on them. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, then this expansion, there was like nothing because, you know, Azerite stuff. So I kind of dropped it. It just didn't feel like I had any reason to stay an engineer. Speedlancer in the chat channel says, At Exalted, you should be getting BOA rep tokens, like in Legion. That's actually an excellent idea. Um, I don't know why they didn't do that, because that would have maybe encouraged me to play my alt a little more seriously. Um, I don't know. I don't know. With those world quest rewards and the mission table rewards, it's like... Well, I guess I'm saving my war resources since I'm not running those missions. Obviously, I'm not going to run a mission that's got a reputation reward right now. Why would I? I'm not getting anything from it. I'm getting yeah. nothing from it. So it's it just would be... throwing my war resources into the nether. <laughs> like, it no. Would be... One thing if, like, if you if you were capped and you got like a reputation mission where you couldn't use it, like you said, if it was a BOA token, or even if it just became something else, like it, it converted to Azerite or something, so you didn't. At least you got something, but yeah, it's nothing. Give so. me a little gold. I'd be okay with a little gold. That's fine too. Um, 
I would be okay with maybe like even if the reputation ones change to war resources because then you know I could continue buying my tokens every week that's cool that works why not that'd be fine I'd be okay as long as they made them worth more war resources than they cost because Blizzard has a habit of trying to make like trying to make it so it's not you got you remember how that happened in Legion we had that one thing that would ended up being a net negative yeah it's like okay never mind but yeah let's uh we should probably talk about some top stories this week while we're here so um, oh, yeah. First up, let's, let's get this <laughs> one should... out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> we dedicated... Um, okay, so if you tuned in for last week's show, one of the things we talked about was Diablo and, and how there may be like a potential big Diablo announcement and how they redid the map and now the Diablo demo area is over by the main stage. So maybe something's coming and that'd be really great. And then we talked about what it could be and we had like a little lore dump on Lilith and all this other stuff going on. Not, I want to say it was like maybe a half hour after that show ended. Yeah, Blizzard released a news statement, (laughs) basically saying, "Don't get your hopes up." (laughs) If we are working on stuff, which we're not saying it is, so that may or may not be ready to go. It was a good conversation that we had, but it's completely invalidated. (laughs) Unless they're just trying to like psych us out or something then yeah it was it's very i i gotta say knowing that there's no diablo 4 coming or at least i'm like we're at 95 percent sure there's no diablo 4 coming because if it was they wouldn't release a statement saying okay guys don't get too excited you know what i mean like your parents don't tell you to calm down about the cake if there's no if there's a cake coming Yeah, and the statement that they released, it said very specifically, we know what many of you are hoping for, and we can only say that good things come to those who wait, but evil things often take longer. We appreciate your patience as our teams work tirelessly to create nightmarish experiences worthy of the Lord of Terror, which is basically saying, we know you want Diablo 4, you guys, but no. Yeah, that's pretty much what that is. Um, and they I are do feel sharing like, some Diablo-related news at the show, so okay, but yeah. I mean, at this point, I'm kind of hoping that they're going to be announcing the Diablo Netflix show because that that seems like a relatively well-founded rumor, and it would be good. It they need something. They got to put something out. I, if they if this is a, if we go there and they honestly think Switchport is going to do it, no, I get that it's. From from their perspective, getting a Nintendo with a Switch port is probably really, really cool. And, I mean, a lot of us love Nintendo games, and the Switch is a great console. But it's still just Diablo 3. We've had Diablo 3 since 2014. Or is it 2012? I don't even remember when Diablo 3 came out anymore at this point. I remember getting Diablo 3 free because I had the annual pass and missed a Pandaria. Does that sound right? I or- think so, yeah. Because so it was like the it, it was Miss of Pandaria. You got beta access for Miss of Pandaria or something, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. I don't remember, yeah. there was something funky going on with that. It was. It was during Cataclysm. Um, I I will say that um, one of the things that they announced, and I don't, I don't, I think this came out after we did the show last week. No, it came out before. We just didn't talk about it. Um, they're releasing a Diablo three bundle for the Nintendo Switch. Have you seen this? It's really pretty. No, I, I have seen it. it it's, it's it's like nice, a Diablo themed but... Switch console, and I'm like, oh, if I had the money, I would throw down for that because that looks really cool. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like, it's been so long. It's Diablo just been 3, so long, yeah. guys. <laughs> Diablo three came out May fifteenth, two thousand twelve. Yeah, it's been and so all, all its long. other console versions. The newest one has been the console versions for PlayStation four and Xbox one, which came out in twenty fourteen. Yeah. So that's, this is, you cannot anchor BlizzCon with a Diablo 3 port. I'm sorry. There's got to be something else. I I mean, I guess I'd be okay with the whole, hey, we're doing a Netflix show. I guess I'd be okay with that. I guess. But I'd still rather have Diablo 4. Sorry, guys. Well, yeah. And, you know, I I, I think everyone feels that way. We we just want another Diablo game. I, I mean... I guess what they can take away from this is at least people are really enthusiastic about this. Like when they do eventually drop that announcement, people are going to be super jazzed about it. But yeah, it's 
How long was it between the release of Diablo 2 and Diablo 3? It was a very long time, wasn't it? It was at least a decade yeah. between the the announcement of... I mean, Diablo 2 and the announcement of Diablo 3 was like a decade, easily. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. So it's been we're like... not quite that length of time in between the two, but I, you know... Six years is still a pretty sizable chunk of time. It, it's a lengthy period of time. I just, I really, I would really like to see, I don't know. I just, I really want Diablo 4. I'm sort of hoping that maybe they're pulling, like, they're just pulling our legs right now and they release that, don't expect anything, but they're actually going to do something. I'm not getting my hopes up, though, because I got my hopes up and then they released this thing and I'm like, okay, no, now you're trying to, like, not let me down. So maybe I should just back off of being really excited and let yeah, things it... happen. We don't have much longer to wait because BlizzCon is next week. <laughs> yeah, it, it is, like, literally next Friday. Um, so yeah, we Which will find out. Which is terrifying to think about. It's already here, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say this though. Um, if, if we end up with like one of those things, like Ian Hezacostas did at the end of BlizzCon where he just goes, oh, and by the way, patch uh, 7.4 Argus or whatever. And then just walks off and they just go like, oh yeah. And Diablo 4 is coming. And then they walk out. Then everyone would lose their minds. So maybe yes. it's just as well. Yes, absolutely. But yeah. Um, so that's what's up with Diablo, or rather, what isn't up with Diablo. Our apologies. Hopefully you enjoyed our discussion last week anyways, because I did. I mean, I just like hearing about Diablo lore, and I don't, I'm not nowhere near as proficient with Diablo lore as you are, so listening to you talk about it for, what, like a half hour or so? Hey. <laughs> it was quite that long, but yeah. <laughs> it was a while. It was a while, yeah. but it was okay, because the whole discussion was fascinating, and I appreciated it, so, you know. But since we do have to at BlizzCon, we might as well talk about something we know is going to happen at BlizzCon. Oh um, yes, and it's happening whether or not if you if you just have the virtual ticket, you can download it too. The WoW Classic demo is being downloaded right now. Like if you if you have the virtual ticket, you can download the demo right now, and please it keep will be available mind, to play. Yeah, please Sorry, keep in, please keep in mind that if you want to play the classic demo at home, you have to have the virtual ticket. Yeah, you um, can't get it otherwise. Yeah, but. So you can download that right now. It's already doing the pre-download thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And supposedly as soon as BlizzCon happens, uh, once they've, once they unlock the demo area at BlizzCon, you will be able to play it on your uh, home computer as well. Uh, from what I understand, it's going to have time limits because the, the demo, if you're on the floor at BlizzCon will have time limits. So you're going to have time limits at home too. I don't really understand how that works. It's the same build for um, both. But, yeah. So it will be up and down. The the things to keep in mind are, A, it's going to be the Barrens and Westfall only. That's that's all that's ready to go. You, you won't be able to leave. You won't be able to go to any place else in Azeroth. It's just the Barrens and just Westfall. Um, it's level 15. You start at level 15 when you play. You're going to get a level 15 character to play. Um, that's because you have to be able to do some things just to get into Barrens and Westfall. Um, also... While this is WoW Classic, it is still built on the current game engine. And what that means is some stuff from Classic Days doesn't work anymore. Uh, one thing, there's certain ways people could exploit and get out of combat you can't do anymore. The, the game engine is smarter now. It doesn't fall for those tricks anymore. So if there was certain, there's stuff that you used to be able to do to basically get out of bounds, get out of combat, to do wall walking... All that stuff doesn't work anymore. I'm very game. sad about this because some of my favorite memories of vanilla were exploring places that I definitely should not have been. Yeah. Um, other things to keep in mind is the aspect ratio is different. So it doesn't like if you tried getting the aspect ratio too big back in the day, it would just stretch everything out and look ridiculous. I know this from experience. Uh, that's not the case anymore. It supports it supports They've got more widescreen support, you know, which is great because yeah. I don't think anybody. I think widescreen monitors are pretty standard nowadays. Um, nobody's running with the big old clunky square ones anymore. Um, I think that uh, the other thing that I found interesting is that you start the demo at level 15. They actually, you don't start from level one, level one. No, yeah, you start at level 15. And uh, also stuff like colorblind mode. And other post-launch um, accessibility stuff is still there. Uh, they had to actually they, they had to make some changes to the text 
in colorblind mode because it talks about things like heirlooms and heirlooms didn't exist back then. So they to change it around and they had to change some icons around to make them work with the old stuff, but they kept it in. So you're still going to have colorblind mode. If, if you play in that um, there's a few other things, uh, 32 bit clients are out. It yeah. doesn't work for 32 bit clients. It's straight up still working with 64 bit only. Uh, so it isn't quite the classic experience as it was when we played it, just because the physical technology of computing has changed in the 14 years since classic came out. Um, the last time that classic was current was in 2007 when it, when just before burning crusade dropped. Uh, so yeah, this is not quite that. So if you go, if you get on there and you're a little disappointed, you can't, for instance, uh, pull a trick and get out of combat to heal people or, get up a wall that's just going to have to be accepted that's that's there the other thing to note is that um because this is on current framework as it were it's classic but it's working with current hardware and everything hardware requirements and all that stuff it's not going to run on a potato um which is sad because I played it on a potato for years. But anyway, um, beyond that, though, it does mean that you'll be able to download the demo through the Battle.net desktop app, and you'll be able to use the Battle.net chat system, which that was not available back in Classic, but that, that's going to be available. So, you know, if you want to invite a friend to come check out things with you, that kind of thing, that will also be available and accessible for you to use as a utility. For players at home... Um, players at BlizzCon, the reason there's a time limit is so that they can get as many people through and let as many people play as want to play and check out Classic. Um, if you are at home and you are playing and you get hit with that time limit, when you come back, you'll be able to pick up with that same character again. Like, that character is saved. You won't lose your progress or whatever. Um I'm interested in seeing how that plays out, because that's a little weird. And this is going to go on for a little bit after BlizzCon, isn't it? Yeah, they didn't, as far as I know, they haven't said exactly how long it's going to end, but it's going on throughout the weekend, and then it's still there for like I, I guess a, a week or two. They didn't. I can't. I'm looking at the thing right now, and I don't see them listing exactly. How I'm long it's I'm assuming last. for as long as your uh, live streams are available. Because it makes sense. Yeah, the virtual ticket does last for like two, two, three weeks after you. Something like that. Coming. So I'm assuming that it lasts as long as your virtual ticket lasts, but I could be wrong, obviously, and I'm sure that they'll have more clarification on that as we get closer to BlizzCon. There's also another thing to mention. Um, the the not only do you start at level 15, the level cap is 19. Yeah. You get only gain four levels. So and everybody's probably going four levels. That's like nothing. No, it's a lot back then. <laughs> yeah, back then four levels was a significant amount of time. It takes a lot to get to, from fifteen to I don't nineteen. Know, trust. I don't trust. know if you'll be level nineteen at the end of the barons. And the barons was huge, guys. You don't if you've never played like if you played after Kata and never played original. There was no north or no, south barons. It was the whole thing. The barons. It, it, the barons is like two Westfalls. Um, it's, it's enormous. So yeah. And I don't know if that'll get you four levels. Um, I think it probably will come close to it, but yeah, you will, you will not be like mad that you got to level 19 too soon. It's going to take a while. Especially since you won't have any rested. I kind of, okay. On the one hand, I'm like, boo, you don't get to start at level one. But on the other hand, I do kind of get how they, or why they did that. When you start at level one in classic, you have nothing. You have no professions. You don't have very many abilities. And it's actually, it's honestly kind of boring because there's only so much time that you really want to devote to picking cactus fruit for an orc. Um, I will straight up, I'll straight up say this, guys. I want, this is, this is my explanation for how this felt. Yeah. My first warrior character ever was an orc that I rolled to uh, just check out the class. Yep. That orc didn't get charge until level 10. Yeah. I want you to imagine playing a warrior without charge to level 10 because it's practically incomprehensible now because they get them at level like four now. But back then, didn't get it to level 10. And Hunters until... didn't get their pet immediately either. That was something that you had to do when you leveled high enough to actually learn how to get a pet and take care of a pet. Um, you had to yeah. feed your pet, by the way, guys, if you're going to play a hunter. Or remember, run away. You, you have to feed the pet or it's going to get very unhappy with you. And if it gets unhappy enough, it will run away from you. And you will uh, have lost. 
if you're playing a rogue, look forward to making your own poisons. This is something that you're going to need to do. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I always I always forget about these little little diddly things that you had to do back then that were just like it it you don't realize how inconvenient it was until they upgraded it to something that was just better and more streamlined. And it was like, oh, yeah, I, I don't mind not having to make poisons every night, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and then when you think about it and you go, oh, no, people are going to have to actually, like, deal with that again. I wonder how they're going to deal with that <laughs> and how they're going to look at that, how they're going to react to that. So, yeah, I'm just I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to the feedback on this, too, just hearing what people have to say, because there are a lot of people that are really passionate about wanting to play classic WoW, which is great. That's cool. You do you. There are just as many people that are going to be checking it out of curiosity reasons because they weren't there for it. They came in after Cataclysm or they came in after like these improvements went in or they came in after all of these classes were like super reworked uh, on, in a later expansion or something. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward I to do. see how they react to what classic was yeah it's going to definitely be interesting um if you're like a if you've been tanking as a paladin say your entire wild career uh get ready to not be doing that uh for example there's there's a lot of stuff like that but uh we should also talk about um one of the things that we've recently was announced this is actually a patch 8.1 thing but it's interesting enough to talk about let's let's talk uh, about a couple of the 8.1 things yeah. we're not going to get into spoiler territory guys um because we don't want to do that particularly since the patch is still like on the PTR. It's not finished yet, but um, yeah. there are well, a couple of them things is, we want to talk yeah. about anyway. One of them is that we finally know where the frog mounts come from. Uh, they, they finally have found the frog mount vendor. If you've been wondering when you're going to get to ride a toad, the answer is 8.1 big old toads. You get to ride them. I don't know why you would want to, but some people really want to ride a toad. That's going to happen. Giant, giant toads that you will be riding. Uh, it looked like they were horde only, but uh, it was was it Jeff Fiesel? Um, yeah, it, it, that was a bug. They're actually available to both Alliance and Horde. They do cost a chunk of change. Um, each of the frog mounts, there's three of them. There's a green one, a blue one, and a yellow one, and they cost three hundred and thirty three thousand three hundred and thirty three gold each. Have fun with that. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, once you're once you're in the the hunt for like that one last mount. You, you'll spend the money and people are, I know people have saved the 5 million and bought the, uh, what the, what my friend calls the long, the long boy. So yeah. Once you've spent 5 million bucks on a giant dinosaur, I guess 333,000 gold for a frog. Isn't that big a deal. So uh, far right now, um, they're just, you can purchase them from a vendor named Gotham, but, um, and he's the frog man. Uh, I don't know. Again, this is like all on the PTR, so the cost, the person you get them from, how you obtain them, that may change between now and release. But that's the information that we've got right now is that's how moment, much they cost. Yeah. That's who they're from. Um, who knows if that'll stay put. I love the frogs. Like I love them a lot. I don't know if I'm going to. I don't know. I might shell out for one. I don't have enough to buy all three, but I could get one. And, and I might pick up one just because they're real cool looking. <laughs> I gotta admit that I'm not necessarily all that interested in frog mounts, but if I were a hunter, I would be interested in one just because I would want to then, I know you can get a frog pet. Yeah. So I would get a frog pet and a frog mount. And then hopefully like a, one of the frog battle pets and just be frogging it constantly Two two frog pets because you can get the double one. Then the frog, you know, battle pet, then a frog mount. And I would probably change my name to Kermit because why not? <laughs> It would be easy being green. But I yeah. want to say that um, one of the other things that you can... Yeah, definitely. One of the other things that Jeremy Fiesel confirmed as far as 8.1 goes. You know the Krogs? Oh, yeah. The the Krogs and the Blood Feasters. Right. Yeah. yeah Hunters are going to be able to tame those. Hunters are going to be able to tame those. Krogs are amazing. I think they're probably one of my favorite things from this expansion. I don't know why... Um, they're essentially little running tadpoles with teeth 
but they're amazing and I love them to yeah. bits. Um, they're like someone said, let's, let's make some kind of nightmarish slug leech cross monster <laughs> and then put it on two little legs and make it run two around. Little, two little stubby legs and make it run around. And I'm like, it's the cutest thing. It's so horrible, but it's so cute. And yeah, I love them. I the have one ones, as a pet. Yeah. The the other mount, the I mean, the other hunter pet thing, the blood feaster is basically that flying spider thing. It's spider, like the bat, bat spider. Bat spider. Yeah. Creepy looking thing. If you have arachnophobia, and several of my friends do, be warned that in 8.1, hunters are going to get those things and they're going to be flapping around cities. So, you know, be, be prepared for that. that. That Those things are horrifying. The but, other thing that uh, Jeremy pointed out was that the blood feasters, they are tameable and the family ability is a unique range snare where they vomit blood. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> like, this sounds that amazing. <laughs> that's just that's just amazing. Yep. And horrifying. Yikes! But yeah, in addition to that, though, um, I don't want to talk about it too much. But people know there's a Sorfang quest coming in 8.1, and now, as of like the most recent build, there's a point in the quest where you can basically opt out of doing it. You're given the ability to say, "No, I don't want to do that." And instead of doing it, you report back. And I find quest. this super interesting um, because when we were doing the lead up t- to Battle for Azeroth and we were doing all of the Darkshore stuff, one of the things that Horde players kind of like complained about, rightfully so, honestly, was that they were feeling a little railroaded in terms of well, my character has to do this because that's what the quests are making him do, but maybe that's not something that I agree with doing. Um, And I feel like this change that they put in here is kind of like a direct response to that so that players will have the option where they can make that choice. You can make that choice where it's like, I want to help this one person or I want to help this other person. Um, depending on where your loyalties lie or where you think your loyalties lie. Uh, The rewards are different. You you get different rewards depending on which choice you make. Um, And I'm not going to say much beyond that because like I said, I don't want to spoil any of the quest stuff or anything that's going on on 8.1. But what I find interesting here is that they've given us that kind of like, okay, cool, we'll we'll let you choose. We'll let you pick. You can choose which path you want to go. And you can choose which quest you want to do. Um, yeah. For me, I'm I'm like, well, now I want to do it on two horde characters and have one pick the one path and one pick the other path and see what happens. Yeah, I've funsies. looked at. <laughs> I've like looked at it. I've looked at the texts and what what it, what happens. Um, but I'm more interested in in terms of what it might mean for the future. Like if we get more stuff like this, you could have more options you could have people you know make the decision which side do i want to back where do i want to be on this like i, I think my for my torrent i would have been very happy if there had been a point where i could have turned and said no i'm not helping you do this no, no. bridge too far i'm done i'm out uh so i do think it's cool i did uh, that I, with my character because i faction changed them <laughs> yeah but there's there's just there's a lot it's an interesting idea and I hope that they do carry it forward. It's something that they've wow, because of what it is, because of its age, because of its, you know, I don't want to say stature, but I don't know what other word to use its place in the the MMO community. It can sometimes be a really weirdly hybrid thing where it's coming out with new stuff and new modes of play that you've never heard of before, but it's pretty conservative in terms of its storytelling. And this is a good step. It has its own self-imposed limits. Yeah, um, and, and those limits of, are unique to it because it's it is what it is. One of those limits has always been it's an ongoing story, and everybody kind of needs to be on the same page. So there are occasions where it feels like you're being railroaded into making one decision, and you don't get to pick. You know, well, what's down that other path? That other path isn't even presented as an option, um, and that's just how World of Warcraft's always been. Like, that's that's how World of Warcraft has always been. It's just been an RPG like that. It Other games that are out there, and I'm going to go ahead and reference Bioware because Bioware is real good at it, play that game of actions have consequences, and that's actually, like, a big part of the story that they've written out. And I don't even want to know 
what the whiteboards over at BioWare looked like when they were doing Mass Effect and figuring out which thing did what if you chose what. You know what I mean? There must have been yeah. so many flowcharts out there. <laughs> it's probably terrifying. It's, it's terrifying to think about. I'm like, how do, how do you, do you guys even keep track of that all? I don't even know. Um, even in the MMO of- space, there are games that have done it. Yeah, More, but World like... of Warcraft has always been very typical. We have a big story. Everybody's involved in that story. You're a hero of that story, and here is what your hero does. And you aren't really given the choice or the illusion of choice. Um, very rarely do you get anything that kind of looks like a choice. I think my earliest recollection of it was actually Cataclysm when you were up on Hyjal and there was that satyr. Oh, yeah, I know you're talking about uh, Tyrus yeah. Blackhorn. Yeah, yeah, and you could choose what to do with him, but even then there wasn't any like real consequences shown for that behavior. It was just, you, you had an interesting choice to make and then you could think about the choice that you made. And that was it. That was like the extent of it. Um, Hollow's end. Actually, if you're playing Hollow's end right now and you haven't done the quest for the creepy crate, if you go do the quest for the creepy crate at the end, there's a choice that you can make. And the choice doesn't really have a lasting impact because you get, you get, you get the prize either way. But the outcome is a little bit different. What you see of the outcome is a little bit different. So, yeah, it's every now and again you run across something like that where it's like, oh, you got the illusion of choice. But those big pivotal game moments don't necessarily give you that. And when you're dealing with something that is on the scale of Sylvanas' actions and the Horde's actions leading into Battle for Azeroth and what they're doing during Battle for Azeroth, that kind of moral undertaking maybe there is a choice to be made there and maybe you really do want to make that choice because it's so large scale you know what I mean so I'm I'm actually kind of fascinated that they address it this way and I'm wondering if they're going to continue working those choices in in future patches yeah I definitely would like to see stuff like that go forward I think it's a really good idea yeah anyway that's about it for like the 8.1 stuff I guess I don't I don't think we need to get any further into it at this point, but we'll probably talk a little more about it. Maybe we can talk a little more about 8.1 stuff next week. I don't know. I just, I don't like spoiling anything, is all. Yeah, but by next week we'll have BlizzCon, so. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we should probably move on to do some emails because, you know, that's one thing we do here on the show is, you know, take reader emails and discuss them. Uh, if you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast or Blizzard Watch, so we know it's for this show. Um, Anne's going to read them for us, so if you don't mind taking it. Okay, uh, first email here is from Kimball of Earthen Realm, who says, Hello, scrutinizers of milkshakes. That's a new one. Thank you. Who says, I was just wondering what you guys think we're actually going to get at BlizzCon. Do you think maybe there will be a new IP or is it going to be as meh as I'm thinking with no new announcements for WoW, Overwatch, or Diablo? Thanks for everything, Kimball. I think we're going to get something for Overwatch, actually. Yeah, it seems likely to me. It feels like Overwatch has been moving stuff pretty, pretty effective. There's been some hints and things where it looks like something might be on the horizon for Overwatch. And I don't know if it's going to be a new hero or a new map or a new game mode, but um, I it's leaning towards hero because there's been little hints in the maps that have kind of uh, pointed the direction of, hey, maybe they're going to pop a surprise on us. That would be great. I, I'd like that. Um, what about you, Rossi? What do you, what do you think? Uh, you mean in terms of, I don't know what they're going to do for Overwatch. Uh, I no, I mean in general. Something. In general with all the BlizzCon stuff. I mean, part of me feels like they, they can't, I mean, we know they can't drop 8.1 before next week. There's just no way they're going to be ready with BlizzCon prep having been going on. And I, well, don't, I don't think they can I don't think they can talk about 8.1 there. I mean, I don't like, think I'm they sure want to drop it. a patch at BlizzCon. You know what I mean? No, no. Yeah, no. They want to be not at BlizzCon so they can work on it, you know, if anything needs to be done. No, I totally agree. Uh, I don't think they're going to make a big deal out of 8.1, but if if they're working on this game the way they were working on Legion, there's they've got stuff down the road. Like, when I remember the, the big BlizzCon where they told us not just the patch to come, but the patch after that and the patch after that. So I don't, I would not be surprised if we get hints on 8.2 if there's any point five patches, I'm sure we'll get some mentions on those. Um, 
and I wouldn't be surprised if we got a mention of 8.3, even if it's just uh, an 8.3 will be X. Um, I, I, I think they saw how that worked out the last time they did it, how excited people got. And I think they will probably do, I think we will get news about World of Warcraft. I don't think they'll just say, yeah, nothing. You know, you, you Even if it's just, that. hey, we're introducing a new system thing and it's going to be this. Yeah, it'll. They're going to talk about stuff they're doing. They're yeah. They're they're gonna have another. They'll they'll have another Warfront to talk about most likely, in my opinion, because they've already. There was that document that teased four, and we've gotten two of them so far. So I would not be surprised if there were two more, and I would not be surprised if they discussed one at BlizzCon. I just would not. Uh, but you know, I don't. For Diablo, I got nothing. And for, I mean, Heroes of the Storm, you know what you're gonna get. It'll be a hero of some kind or a I'm map. I'm pretty of some sure we're going to get a new Hearthstone expansion announced. Oh yeah, that's that seems very likely. But... Um, Star and Starcraft, they seem to be settling into their you know content for for esports thing. Like I don't know that we'll get anything particularly big or earth shaking for Star Starcraft, but everything else, you know, I, I I do understand your feeling. Like I get why people are like, but they're not going to announce a big new WoW expansion. They're not going to announce Diablo Four. That's true. It, that seems very likely that we're not going to get those announcements, but that doesn't mean there won't be anything. I think there will be a lot of stuff. I do think this is a lower, a more low-key BlizzCon than ones we've had before. Um, I do know that there's there's been some talk of a new IP, specifically um, when Mike Morheim retired. Um, I want to say Alan Adam, when he came back, uh, one of the things he's been working on is a new IP. They have mentioned this. They straight up said that. That's one of the things he's doing at Blizzard. But that's all they've said. They they have made zero announcements about it other than that. It got mentioned super briefly. The only the, the only things you've ever seen that maybe could have been a reference to that was when they were hiring for an unannounced project. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, with, who with knows Blizzard, what that is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with Blizzard working on a new IP, Titan was in development for years before it was officially announced. And Titan was never actually in development. It was never announced to be a project they were working on. So keep that in mind. Uh, they could be having meetings at Blizzard right now to work on something that you'll never hear of because it will never get beyond a certain point. Uh, that just happens. That's the nature of the beast. Uh, do they have something for BlizzCon? I, I don't expect anything. Um, if, they but... were, if they were, I'm just going to like throw this out there just because I'm curious what you think that that... I want to hear your suggestions. Or, or your thoughts. If they were going to develop a new IP, what do you think, what kind of game do you think that would be? I don't know, because, I mean, Alan Adams has been the, in the industry for decades, and he was with Blizzard when it got founded, and, you know, then he took his time off, and I don't, I don't know what he would come up with. I don't, you know, he's developing a new IP. I haven't got the slightest idea what he wants to play, you know? And that's the thing with Blizzard when you want to know what their new IPs are going to be, it's almost always, what do they want to play? What are they been playing? What's, you know, that's Overwatch is basically, we played a lot of Team Fortress 2, and we want to make a better version of that because it's driving us crazy. So I'm thinking uh, that, like, Battle Royale, because those are super pro popular right now. It could be. That's certainly possible. But, I mean, you have to look at who, who these, who's in charge. Adam, you know, Alan Adam is the guy behind World of Warcraft. Well, and the other was thing the original that I was thinking guy. of was just like a straight-up RPG because they haven't tackled that yet. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like multiplayer is still being pretty big for Blizzard. Like, yeah. Pretty much everything everything they've got right now has a multiplayer. They've really component. heavily on the multiplayer stuff, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I can't imagine them doing a straight RP. But then again, I didn't expect Anthem from Bioware. Yeah. And to a certain degree, I feel like games that are coming out are kind of showing us there is a market for that. I mean, Cyberpunk 2070, 20, um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Red Dead Redemption being a huge, sprawling uh, so soapbox game, which is just massive, and everybody's looking forward to that. If Blizzard decided they could make one better than everybody else and did the usual Blizzard thing, then it would be astonishing. But I am not... I don't feel that that's what they're doing. I feel like with Blizzard, it's always going to be something more in their wheelhouse. I still want to see Blizzard's take on a single-player RPG, though. Oh, I would be, you know I'd be down for it. Yeah. I, I, I've actually gone and like looked at the old Warcraft Adventures game, uh, which wasn't quite an I RPG. I have it, it on my computer. <laughs> yeah, it's just, there's some some cool stuff in there. So, 
Could they do it? Yeah, they absolutely could do it. And I would be I would be fascinated to see it. Quite frankly, I think it would be a really good use of the StarCraft IP because they haven't been doing anything with that since StarCraft 2. Uh, but who knows? Right now, right now, I my expectations are that you will see like stuff about future content rather than this big this big expansion announcement. So okay. that's where I am with that. Well, let's go ahead and jump to another email here. This one is from Doug, son of Doug, who says, To the Blues of the Watch crew, I've been a listener since the old days when two-headed ogre jokes got made and kazoos got played. I'm sorry, we still haven't picked up a kazoo. It's it's on the list, guys. Um, he says, But I haven't been playing much lately, and I'm thinking about coming back. My highest-level characters are a rogue, a hunter, an elemental shaman, I don't like enhancement, and a druid. Which should I pick up and play in Battle for Azeroth? Doug, son of Doug. I'm going to say either rogue or druid. I'm biased and I'm going to say rogue because I play a rogue and I love playing a rogue. But, but, given the stuff that we're learning about the Drust, maybe a druid would be a more fun option. Because there's probably going to be some crazy stuff coming up. You know what I mean? If you put if you put Death Knight on that list, I'd have told you to play Death Knight just for the opening. Uh, just for the quest in Drust Bar where you, you, you get your... Uh, faced with uh, consequences if you're a Death Knight. But then again, you haven't been playing for a while, so you wouldn't have done the stuff in Legion. Quite frankly, I, any class is cool just to go do the class stuff in Legion and get the class Mountain Legion, which you can still totally do, and I yeah. recommend doing. Depending on when you left off, if you didn't play through Legion content, I would recommend playing through Legion content specifically for the class hall stuff because it was all fantastic. It was amazing. Um... As far as your list of choices here, a hunter would also be an excellent idea just because hunters are real good at soloing. They have their pet with them. So, you know, you've got a buddy. You've got... I'm going to put a caveat here, though. Yeah. It depends on when you stopped playing because apparently a lot of the hunter changes are real frustrating for hunters. Oh, are they? Okay. But if you, weren't, if, if you weren't playing when they made the original changes that, that you know, hunters are upset that are getting reverted, then you won't notice. But, I haven't uh, if started you, playing if you, Hattie through anything yet. Now I'm kind of yeah. nervous. <laughs> Apparently, the the hunter pets, like the the pet family changes, where you have to actually have a tanky pet or a DPS pet, and you can't just use any pet in any situation, and and so forth. A lot of hunters aren't thrilled about that. And I don't know if you necessarily want to play an elemental shaman at this point. Um, shaman are in a weird space. They yeah. are being looked at, but they aren't playing perfectly right now. So that might be one that, yeah, put that one aside, come back to it later. I have an Elemental Shaman too, and I love playing that class, but I haven't picked them up in Battle for Azeroth yet. Specifically for that reason, I'm waiting for them to do whatever changes they're going to do, and then I'll and then I'll tackle it. I just I don't want to jump in and learn a bunch of stuff and then have to relearn it. So rogues are almost perennially good at leveling. Yeah, like they almost never really need much. If things get too bad, you can get out of, of situations and escape. Um, you can stealth your way through stuff if you just want to get an objective and go. They're a pretty good option, and druids are pretty good. If you just if you have no idea what you want to do, play a druid, figure it out, and then just pick that spec. Um, druids are really good that way. As, as far as rogues are concerned, it depends on when you stopped playing. If you stopped playing prior to Legion, you should know uh, combat is no longer a spec. It's a spec called Outlaw, and you do piratey things now. It plays kind of similar to how combat used to play, but there are some key differences to it, so that might be a little more difficult to pick up. Assassination has... It's had like a few changes, but those changes were so minor that, I mean... I'm playing Assassination, and I'm still playing pretty close to how I played in Cataclysm, honestly. Um, there haven't been that many changes. Uh, and the changes haven't been to the point where it's like, oh no, I need to relearn my rotation. It's been, oh, I need to add this one thing to my rotation, or oops, this one thing that I had in my rotation isn't there anymore, but this other thing's been added. So it's been kind of minor on that front. Subtlety is also ridiculous amounts of fun right now, um, if that's what you're playing. I don't know what spec you're playing or anything either. Um, with Druid, like Rossi was saying, Druids are kind of, you could do a little bit of everything. Like you could tank, you could DPS, you can DPS at range, you can DPS at melee. Um, you could heal if you wanted to. You could do a little bit of everything. So Druid's actually, I think Druid's a good choice, honestly, I think. Yeah, I agree. Although you could just roll a warrior and save yourself a lot of time. 
You knew I was going to say it. Yeah, I was just waiting for it. Okay. Um, I think we have time for one last email here. Um, and I want to go to the last email on the list, actually, because I love this one. Uh, give me one second here. Okay. Sorry about that. I had to cough. <laughs> Under the weather, just a little bit. This one is from Shelly, who says, Dear Ice Babies because we're ice babies. Can someone please explain to me what's going on with the hamster guy in Overwatch? Because I just do not understand. He comes from the moon? He lives in Australia? He knows Junkrat? Is he Junkrat's brother? What is going on? Thanks for any answers you could give, Shelly. He's not Junkrat's brother. He is not Junkrat's brother. Hammond. Okay. So here's what you need to know. In the world of Overwatch, there was this base on the moon where they were doing experiments with hyper-intelligent creatures. Um, Winston was one of those creatures. He was a gorilla that had like all this genetic enhancements and stuff, so he's really super smart, right? Hammond was a hamster that they had on the moon with all these other critters, and they decided to experiment with Hammond, too. So Hammond is also super, super smart. He's not as good as articulating because he can't do words, really. Um, He lets the robots kind of do the words for him, I guess. So what happened on the moon was there was all of these hyper-intelligent gorillas and there were the scientists that were working with the hyper-intelligent gorillas until the hyper-intelligent gorillas got real tired of what was going on for some unknown reason and decided to revolt. The scientists that were there on that moon base were killed. And Winston managed to escape because he didn't want any of this nonsense. He hopped on a rocket and went to Earth. Uh, Hammond, the hamster, also did not care for the antics that were going on at the moon base. So he managed to create kind of a shuttle thing that he then kind of attached to Winston's rocket. And when Winston went to Earth... Hammond went right along with him, although Winston didn't know it. It was just kind of like a, oh, you've got like a a stowaway situation. Unfortunately, on re-entry into Earth, Hammond's little shuttle thing that he had crafted and attached to Winston's rocket, it came separated. So while Winston landed wherever Winston landed and joined Overwatch and all that other stuff, Hammond ended up in Australia. (laughs) He landed in Australia um, right after the whole Omnicrisis thing. Everything was still higgledy-piggledy out there. Um, Obviously, all the stuff that went down with Junkrat and Roadhog had already gone down. Uh, The the area of Australia that they were in was irradiated. You had the Junkers out there, um, and you had, like, the Junker Queen and all this other stuff that was going on. Hammond landed kind of right in the middle of all of that and didn't really know what to do because I mean what do you do at that point so he decided what he was going to do was he was going to jump into these arena battles that they had um, with the Junkrat Queen and the Junkers and all that so he built himself this robotic construct type thing out of his shuttle and bits and pieces and made this crazy thing that he rode around in and nobody knew he was a hamster everybody assumed that he was like some kind of really crazy innovative inventor who was capable of building this robotic mech that could take out anybody that he went up against. But they didn't know that there was a hamster in there piloting the thing. It was a little ratatouille, only real weird. Um, So that's about the extent of it. The reason that he knows Junkrat, the reason is because they were in the same area, really. They were there in Junkertown when all that stuff was going on. But he's not like best buddies with Junkrat or anything, to my knowledge. I just love that you basically had to spend 10 minutes explaining the origins of the, of the talking hamster from hamster. Well, uh, he's not the talking hamster. He's, he's, he's a really, really smart hamster, okay? He's a really smart moon hamster who lives in Australia. Like, that's actually the truth. Yeah. He is a moon hamster who lives in Australia. Yes. Ah, Overwatch. He's definitely Never not changed. Junkrat's brother because Junkrat is a human being. <laughs> Damn it, is a hamster. I love Overwatch. <laughs> Okay, I guess that wraps us up, doesn't it? Do you have anything else? Um, Do we have time for one more? Do you want to answer one more? Sure. Okay, all right. Uh, This one didn't have a name attached to it, but I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. They say, 
I still don't get why the Death Knight Frost artifact wasn't just Frostborn. I get that it was broken, but so was Fellow Malorn, and that got reforged stronger than ever. So why not Frostborn? That would be a really bad idea. <laughs> I think the whole idea was that Frostmourne, when it was intact, basically ate your soul as soon as you touched it. Like, it would pull your soul out. And the only safe way to handle it was to basically make two swords out of it because you couldn't buy it. If it was reforged, it would have been stronger than ever, and thus it would have been even more soul-eaty. Am I, am I crazy here? Or That's what happened to Arthas, right? He picked up Frostborn and immediately he got his soul just sucked kind of, out. He, he, he lost everything that was himself, yeah. That was pretty much when he went from champion of the Lich King to full-on like Death Knight, really. Yeah. was so, at that point. He I went mean, all pale and spooky, and then he went home and killed his dad. Uh-oh, spoilers. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you just ruined Warcraft 3 for everybody. Oh, no! <laughs> I, I mean, I get why people would have liked to have Frostmourne, but let, let's be honest. The real reason is that Blizzard had decided that Frost was going to be the dual-wield spec, and then they decided to make an artifact that would work with it, uh, and that's what they did. And so... The, the twin blades of the print the twin blades of the prince are essentially they have all of Frostmourne's lore but they're not actually Frostmourne, which means they don't eat your soul and you don't have to they even like if you get them like when you do when you do the quest in uh oh god what's the name of the bloody ice crown what? citadel thank you i could not remember that wow <laughs> it's okay ice crown citadel words were not coming uh when you do the quest in ice crown citadel you even go in to the swords and you confront an aspect of Arthas in there. So yeah, it's there's certain there's like a piece of the guy left after he touched the original. So yeah, there's a whole deal. Um, I think probably was for the best. I think that I mean yes, the majority of the reason for it was the game mechanic reason. Frost Frost Knights dual wield, so they needed to make a weapon that wasn't a two handed weapon. And Frostmourne was in bits and pieces anyway, so why not make two swords out of it? I mean that's the easiest connection to draw there but it's also i mean considering all of the lore behind that weapon i'm pretty sure that even death knights and even bolvar sitting on the frozen throne as he is realize that reconstructing frostmourne and making it what it was would probably be a really terrible idea given everything that happened with the prior Lich King and what it took to take that Lich King down. Um, yeah, and remember too, Frostmourne itself was made by the Legion. Yeah, so that's and the last we thing went, you really we, want to put back together again. We went out and got a different Legion weapon for like the uh, on, for the blood weapon, and even that thing's creepy as heck. So I don't even want to think about Frostmourne, especially since there's a whole established thing in WoW that once a rune weapon gets broken, if you remake it, it'll get stronger. Uh, you don't want a stronger Frostmourne. The thing is plenty too strong as it is. So yeah, that's, it's yeah. it's just a thing. So um, I'm not sure who you are because, like I said, there was no name attached to this. But hopefully that answers your question. And yeah, I think we'll just go ahead and wrap it up there. Uh, Blizzard Watch. It's made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you very much, Anne. Uh, next week, Blizzard Watch will be on on Halloween night. So, you know, yay, we're going to be spooky. spooky. Actually, we'll pretty much be the same show. Same show as always, but, you know, it'll be on Halloween, so that's cool. I'll throw on a little uh, black eyeliner. It'll be great. <laughs> uh, but anyway, if you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast or blizzardwatch so we know it's for the show. And, hey, if they're Halloween-themed or Zen themed or what have you, Halloween terror-themed, that's a good time to drop them on us. Uh, we would be interested in those for that show. Thank you guys really for much for listening. This has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast, and we'll be here next week. Hmm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.